Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to a day of praise morning Bible study and we're so glad you could join us. But before we take a moment to get into the word, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing in our lives, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for all the things that you continue to do, Lord, and that we can just praise you for those things, Lord. Lord, we also just thank you for your word and that we have it with us always, Lord, and that you have written on the tablets of our hearts, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your Holy Spirit and that he leads us into all truth, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're excited and just joyous to have you with us, We're joyful and joyous in the Lord and what he's going to share with us in the Word today as we continue our study in the book of Acts. This morning, we are beginning chapter 12. So with that, can I get a volunteer to read the first 19 verses? Please. I will. All right, promise. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to the ha- to harass some from the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread, so when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God by him, for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the doors door were keeping the prison. Now, behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side, and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly! And, his, and his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him, and did not know what was, what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they were past the first and second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angels departed from him. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel, and has delivered me from the hand of Herod, and from all the expectations of the Jewish people. So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked on the door of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. When she recognized Peter's voice, because of her gladness, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. But they said to her, You are beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said, It is his angel. Now Peter continued knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But but motioning to them with his hand to keep silent, he declared to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison, 
And he said, Go tell these things to James and to the brethren. And he departed and went to another place. Then as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers about what had become of Peter. But when Herod had searched for him and had not found him, he examined, he examined the guards and commanded that they should be put to death. And he went down from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. Amen. So at this time, we're going to open up the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. I just found it interesting and found it funny that Rhoda was so excited when she saw Peter at the door that she ran inside the house to tell everybody that Peter was standing there and left him outside waiting and then having a little bit of a debate that it was really Peter standing there instead of bringing him in the door and allowing them to set eyes on him at the same time, if you will. And it just reminded me of how we get sometimes we... When we see the Lord do something that we've been waiting for and expecting for such a long time, we become excited. And in our excitement, we cause delay to the further things God wants to accomplish because we're too busy uh, dancing a jig in a circle and cheering about it that instead of acknowledging it, moving forward and making sure that the plan is fully um, consummated and complete before we start rejoicing and celebrating. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting point. It's an interesting point you bring up. For two reasons, yes. Because there are many times where when we are praying and have excitement and expectation and anticipation that the Lord is going to move, right? Yes. Um, and then, especially when we see it, when we receive that thing. And we know we received it the moment we asked, right? But when we see the manifestation of that, it is... The natural tendency is to get excited, and we should get excited. Yes. But I'm also looking at the other side of that, where they were praying for Peter's release. And here is a, a messenger, right? Yes, yes, she's a messenger. Rhoda's the messenger because she left Peter outside. <laughs> okay. However, everyone else doubted the message. So, and the Lord is the only one that knows this. Were they praying in faith? Why ask the Lord for something if you don't believe he is going to deliver it? And I say that to examine ourselves, right? Yes. Not to Not to judge the people here, right? Yes. Yes. But we should examine ourselves. Are we asking the Lord for things and are we asking without doubting? Right back to what James says. Not to be double-minded. Because a double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. One. And then two, they shouldn't expect to receive anything. Is what that says. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Why? Because there's doubt. If we fully trust the Lord, then let's fully trust it. And in, in that trust, we are praying what he said to ask him for, right? Yes. Which is one of the reasons why we, I'll say, teach and preach this all the time. We say this all the time. So it gets in my as well as your spirit, right? 
Say yes. what the Lord says to say. Do what the Lord says to do. Even in prayer, right? Is that not the, the prayer of faith? Yes. Okay. Well, Lord, what do I ask you for? And the Lord says, ask me for this. Okay, well, that's what I'm going to pray. Because I want his kind of results. The, the, the Jesus kind, the Christ kind of results in my life. And, and no doubt, that's what you want for your life as well. So why would we approach it another way? And if I'm saying what the, what the Lord said to say, and I'm doing what he said to do, then I can fully trust that he has the outcome already taken care of. If he told me to pray about someone's release, then I, I have no doubt that they'll be released. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. Not our will to be done, but his will. Right? Yes. And, and I mean that not just for the for the release, right? I'm, I'm just bringing up that as an example because it's what we're reading about here. Right? Yes. yes. But in any area and aspect of our lives, let it pass by before Christ. What does he say about it? Whatever he says about it, that's what it is. Allow him the opportunity to teach us his ways and his thoughts on the matter. Amen. I have a, so talking about Peter and, and even looking at the death of James, I have a couple of thoughts that I want to share here mm-hmm. for us to consider. Um, for James, I was reminded and I was kind of asking the Lord about this, like James was one of the apostles mm-hmm. and why was he killed right why was why was this permitted when we know and and i want you guys to meditate on this as believers we have the determining factor on our life especially when it comes to someone killing us the lord said no one takes my life but i willingly laying lay it down Mm -hmm. and we have that same authority in him the adversary does not have a right to touch us to kill our physical body so what that means is and and what the lord related to me was when paul was talking and he said i whether it's better for me to be present with you Mm -hmm. or present with the lord you know i'm still i'm still deciding on that to be absent from the body is to be present with christ and i know that um you know thinking about um the apostle james here you know he was probably missing his lord and savior and longing for him so um he was willing and ready to go home versus Um, staying longer in the earth and fulfilling an assignment or things of that nature. So keep this... Oh, So so just to state it plainly for the listeners, what you're saying is the Lord also gives us a choice in the matter. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I just just want to state that plainly for the listeners. So exactly. We we have... um, in Psalm 91, the Lord talks about when we make him our refuge, right? We, all of that you're reading through Psalm, Psalm 91 is Moses talking about this is what happens to the man. This, this person makes the Lord their refuge. And then the Lord responds and says, for the one who does this and sets his affection on me with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. That means show my deliverance. In every which way imaginable, where do you need, you need deliverance in your finances, you need deliverance in your, your health and your physical body, you need it in your marriage, you need it in your family, every you need it in your, your, your physical deliverance and protection from harm, it's yours. So these are people filled with the Holy Spirit, 
right? And faith. Yes. And they are walking in their anointing and the call of God, which gives them and us. We This is part of our covenant right and our Messiah to choose how long we stay on this earth. And no one has the right to take our life from us. No one has the right to steal our finances, any of that kind of stuff. And we know it only comes from the adversary. But the adversary doesn't have power of victory over us. We have power and victory over him because Amen. he's a defeated foe. So in this instance, I was asking the Lord, like, well, what happened? Was his faith not there? What what was going on? And he brought that scripture to my remembrance that Amen. Paul was going, okay, you know, I'm, I'm really debating this. I'm, I'm thinking... I'm thinking it's better for me to go home to be with the Lord, but and I know it's also good for me to be here with you all so I can continue to pour in to minister to you and teach you the things of God. But if I'm not here, that means I'm with him. <laughs> and if I'm with him, you know, what can you say about that? You can, uh, you can that was the Kamisha version. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8. Um, but then when I look at Peter in this instance, you guys were just, uh, we were just discussing how they were praying for Peter, but not necessarily anticipating that their, their prayer, their request would be granted maybe so quickly or so easily. <laughs> but here's something else to consider. Peter, um, in, in John chapter 21, verse 18, he got a word from the Lord about what the, the expanse of his life would be. Um, can someone go there for me? John chapter 21, verse 18. And he had a, a sure word from his Messiah, whose word that he knew, uh, he knew was good. So he had a prophetic word concerning his life. Um, can someone read it for me, if you have it? You ready? Yes. Okay, go ahead. You said John chapter 21, verse 18. Yeah, verse 18. Okay. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. Mm-hmm. Read 19 as well, sir. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. Amen. So the Lord gave him specific parameters this is what you're looking for. And this is the, this is the, ex- the extension or expanse of your life. And this is how you're going to leave this earth. And by this, I'll be glorified. So while he's been, Oh, go ahead, sweetheart. Um, there is that part. But then if we go to verse eight, what is, what did the angel of the Lord say? Just read um, verse eight. Acts, chapter, Acts 12. chapter 12, verse eight. What does it say? I'll read it. It says, Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. And what? And follow me. Clearly it was an angel of the Lord that came with what? The same message that Jesus had spoken to him prophetically that you just pointed out in John chapter 21. Amen. Right? So as as Peter, because Peter had to, he had to extend his faith in this. If Peter Amen. had said, "Never mind, uh, I give up," you know, threw in the towel, then no doubt his fate would have been the same as um, James, James at that time, right? No, and remember, the Holy Spirit just just made it known to me that he decided to go home. James decided to go home, 
and let that be the end of whatever he was doing here on the earth. Go ahead. He's just going to go home. But Peter, if he had said, well, I'll just go home too," the adversary would have been like, hey, swoop in and and go ahead and and take that. And God would have given him mercy to allow him to come home, I believe. But the Lord spoke to him early on because he knows his servant. He knows his son. And he told him, this is the death. When you live your life and you come to this point, this is the death that will glorify God. Not anything sooner. So Peter had all these wickets, if you will, um, looking at the prophecy that was spoken directly from his Lord and Savior to him of what his end would be. And what he faced here in Acts chapter 12 didn't match up. This wasn't the event. Paul wasn't, I mean, Peter wasn't an older man. He wasn't carried there by his, um, you know, against his will or any of those things. So he knew that he still had a right to be on the earth. And he knew that this was not the father's will. Whereas Stephan, you know, being the first martyr and Jesus stood up next to the the throne of God, um, stood up there watching him come into the kingdom. So he could have been looking and going, well, is this it? Or should I think? Or, you know, and even watching James, he could have been like, well, you, you know, the, wh- where do I stand in this? But because he had a prophecy mm-hmm. from the father um, through the Lord Jesus Christ, right? He had a prophecy from his Messiah. He knew that he had a right to live, which was also the reason that he was delivered, not necessarily the prayers of the, the people that were praying because if their faith wasn't engaged and they really had no expectation of seeing him and it looked like their faith was not engaged or sounds (laughs) like their faith was not engaged so they're surprised that they got their response then you know they weren't necessarily praying an expectation a confident expectation of what their lord would do but peter whose life it was he had a sure word and he had to stand on that and the lord brought to my remembrance how the apostle paul spoke to timothy and told him use the words that the prophecy that was spoken to you and get to work on it um you can find oh well, you got that so there's well i don't have that um right now but you're i'm also reminded of our lord and savior jesus how many times did they try to kill him try to throw him off a cliff tried to stone him mm-hmm. repeatedly Right, and even the time. even the apostles, Peter included, right, um, back with Lazarus, mm-hmm. and when he was like, "Hey, we got to go wake Lazarus up. He's Hurry sleeping." Up. Up, and he's like, up. "We just came from there, and they tried to kill you." And mm-hmm. he's like, "No, no, no, we, we've got to go." But Peter was like, "Okay, well, I guess we're going to go die with him, <laughs> right?" But Jesus knew it wasn't yet his time, and all those those instances, he's like, "No, time's not yet." But And you see the Lord's deliverance in that. They couldn't touch him. They couldn't throw him off the cliff. He just walked right through the crowd or back through the crowd that was literally just trying to push him off a cliff. Amen. Or stone him or, or any of those things. The Lord brought it to nothing. And even in the garden, when he, they were saying, well, who's Jesus? Where's Jesus? And they had their the guards and the swords and all exactly. that. Exactly. The Lord said, I'm he. And they fell on the ground. Um, but First Timothy um Chapter 1, verse 18, it says this, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. That means go forward and do the work based on the word of the Lord that's been spoken to you. Engage your faith and know that you have power by the Holy Spirit from on high to go do the work that you've been assigned and called to do in this time. And also that means put the devil in his place. Put him under your feet. He doesn't have a right to touch you. And you maintain that authority that God has given you in his name according to his word. So when we we hear Bible teachers say, stand on the word of God, that's what that means. You're not just mm-hmm. find, finding willy-nilly words that don't apply and hoping that it works out. Peter said, no, no, wait a minute. My Messiah told me 
this is how I'm going to leave this planet. And so I don't care what your plans are, sir, ma'am. I don't care what your plans are, devil. Get behind me in the mighty name of Jesus, right? And then the ministering spirits that are in the earth to minister for heirs of salvation had something to work for, had something to work with and on in his life because he had a more sure word. Amen. He had a more sure word. That's the key there. He had a more sure word given to him. So it's not just about the written word. It is also about the spoken word of the Lord to your life. We bring this point up quite often, honey, honey, Mm -hmm. about what scroll or scripture or Bible did Abraham have or Isaac or Jacob? Mm -hmm. It wasn't until Moses that it was written. Mm -hmm. So, but, and even David, he was on the run. Yes, there were scrolls and there were, the word was written down for him, but he didn't have access to that. Mm-hmm. But he had a personal relationship with the Lord. The Lord spoke to him, just like, well, I'll say similar to Moses, right? Face to face. Amen. And we're not discounting the written word of God. God gave it to it, gave it to Amen. us for our benefit. It's important and we need it. And we need the Holy Spirit to rightly divide the word that's needed for us in the moment. Amen. And we talk about this often when Jesus was tempted and the devil came quoting scripture. So it's not about memorizing chapter and verse, but Jesus spoke to something higher. He said, it's written. You should not tempt the Lord, your God, not necessarily written in this book, but it's written in heaven. Hallelujah. There are books in heaven that are open, that are filled with the word of God. Right. And that word is then conveyed. And we have written parts of that written in our physical Bible that we Mm -hmm. see before us. So we need what's written, spoken and breathed by the Holy Spirit and what's already found here in the word of God and the Lord giving us the right application of it. That makes the difference in that moment and in that situation specifically. Amen. Not a generic just overview, but the Lord is always very specific when he speaks to his children, when he speaks over a situation. It's not just a generic word that you could fit in, you know, any over anything. He speaks directly to you about what you're facing or communicates in a way specific to you. And in Peter's case, the Lord had spoken this many years beforehand because he knew he would need it. And in the moment, Holy Spirit had to bring that to his remembrance. This is what was spoken to you. This doesn't line up. So engage your faith. You got a right here. You got legal claim to get out of jail. So for us, as we're looking and we're listening, take the word that God has spoken over your life, but also stand on the promises that are written in this Bible. Look at the examples of our Messiah and our our apostles and our older sisters and brothers in, in Christ that have gone on before you and take your stance in faith based on what God's word says. And then you press through. You don't lay down and, and let the devil steamroll over you. I don't care who thinks they want to do something. You don't do that. You take the word of God in your hand, the word, the spirit. The word of the Lord is what? Sword. The sword of the spirit. And you get to work on it. And then the ministering angels work, are, will, will minister on your behalf. And we just have a physical, um, an account of him seeing it and watching it play out. But if I never see the angels fly by and open the door on my behalf, I know they're there doing that work. Because that's what their task is in the earth. Absolutely. And clearly angels work are still working in the earth after Christ, um, Christ um, ascended back to the Father. Because... This is after the Christ, after after the Lord's ascension. So I'm I'm all fired up. So I'm just I want y'all to be encouraged. <laughs> we have rights in Christ Jesus. Amen. And we have to choose them, choose to operate in them, choosing to hold fast to the Word fully. Amen. And the Word of the Lord to you fully. 
Mm-hmm. And don't choose to go home early. Finish the work that Jesus called you to. Exactly. I don't right. know if James had a, a, you know, had completed everything, but you choose to do what God asked you to do in fullness before you leave this planet and do it in victory. Amen. All right. Can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for the faith that you've given us, Lord, and we thank you for the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, Lord, that overcomes the world. God, we thank you for the victory that you've given us in the name of your Son, Jesus, that at the name of that of your son, Lord, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord God. So we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy and your grace that you have put out before us, Lord. We thank you for the ministering spirits that minister and work on our behalf in accordance to your word, Lord, both written and spoken. God, and we just trust you, Lord. We put our hands in yours, Lord, and we walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Mighty name, Jesus. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.